My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. And we're live with The Art of Attraction. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Domini Drew. I have a great show for you today. I'm glad you're joining me for this somewhat spontaneous episode of the podcast. If you are new or if you haven't spent a lot of time uh, following me on uh, this Art of Attraction journey, then by all means, welcome. Uh, as I said, my name is Dominique Drew. I'm coming to you live uh, via, you know, any sort of uh, podcast platform, iTunes, Google Play, um, TuneIn, Spotify, <clears throat> Uh, all of the big ones, and uh, what I'm, uh, what I'm really, and also on on Facebook Live, by the way. Um, you know, you're always welcome to to join me on Facebook. You can find me on my uh, my personal page, which is uh, just my. I have a very strange first name, so uh, you're uh, I'm usually pretty easy to find. My name is Domini. It's D O M I N E Y. And uh, here in this type of space, and also in my uh, career in my work. I uh, I specialize in helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching, and uh, I really do that through um, not so much uh, you know talking even so much about uh, about dating. This is really about how you unintentionally hold yourself back from what you want, right? So we really hit the deeper levels here. We really look at um, you know where you're self sabotaging essentially, right? Because the fact of the matter is that if there's something that you want in your life, right, whether that's a relationship or uh, more success in your career, um, more money, a uh, better job, more happiness, you know, what, whatever the, the thing is, you know, it's not specific to relationships, whatever the thing is that you're, um, that you're struggling with, Messenger audio. that you want and you don't get really random messages from Facebook audio and, uh, uh, from Facebook Messenger, and I haven't figured out how to uh, turn them off yet. So sorry if you guys can hear that. I can. Um, so uh, yeah, so so the the topic really doesn't matter, right? It's about um, you know if there's something that you want, you don't have it. Um, then there's a reason why you don't have it, right? Um, obviously, we're talking about things that you you want in your life. If you want to, you know, fly without uh, without a, a contraption of some kind. Um, I wouldn't quite call that self-sabotage, but, you know, people tend to think a lot of um, really random and not productive things are what keeps them single, right? So in my practice, um, I have a, an eight-week online course and I do group coaching calls and the guys who work with me experience just 
unbelievable amounts of transformation. Um, a number of them are, are on the call with me right now watching on Facebook Live. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining. I appreciate it. Um, they're always great about, uh, you know, calling in or asking questions. Um, and if you have questions about this, um, then by all means, uh, call in. Um, my, uh, the number is 828-333-4686. And, uh, and you can call that and you know, ask your questions anytime that I'm uh, live or you're listening to uh, the podcast um, when it's actually happening, when I'm actually broadcasting. So I'm always happy to, uh, happy to hear from everyone. So, <clears throat> so today what I really want to uh, look at um, is the topic of isolation, okay? Um, and I'll tell you why this came up. This is actually, this is a spontaneous episode of this, of this podcast. I was, I was kind of inspired to, um, to uh, talk about this because uh, of something that happened in my, uh, in my course, right? So as I said, I, I have an online course and I do weekly group coaching calls with the people who work with me. Um, and, you know, one call in, I mean, they experience, they come to me having struggled with their issue for years, if not decades. Um, and within a week or two, it's it's utterly transformed, right? There's there's a whole new, very least, there's a whole new perspective on it. And for most people, honestly, they you know within that amount of time, within a week, I'll be generous and say two weeks, to, you know, tops um, of working with me, they um, they understand why it is that they're still single. They understand how they're making that happen, and they know exactly what to do to fix it. So um, it's really you know incredibly powerful and uh, and transformative work. So, so in this course, right, um, we have a, we have a, a Facebook group where that's only for clients that um, the people are allowed to to sort of speak. And uh, something interesting happened in the the Facebook group the other day uh, that I kind of wanted to, to that sort of inspired me to to, to do this episode. So um, about week four in my program, there's an exercise where um, to just go out and and have coffee or, you know, meet up with a, with a woman. Right. And, and my program is specifically for men. Right. So, um, and obviously, you know, they're, they're single and they're, you know, they don't want to be. And so, um, they, uh, you know, and so obviously, you know, meeting up with a woman is, is tricky, but you know, you're four weeks in, you know, you've done a lot of, a lot of work by this point and everyone, <laughs> um, so many people get tripped up on this exercise. And I'm laughing because, you know, it's cute. Um, but, but really, there's, there's a huge amount of pain here, right, for, for these guys and for people in general. Um, and that's what really, you know, inspired me to, um, to, to really go into detail as to why this is so difficult. You know, if, if what you want is to meet a woman and it's impossible for you to even, you know, if what you want is to meet a life partner, not just any woman, you want to meet the woman of your dreams, and you're unable to ask any woman out um, for even, you know, coffee, um, you know, that's going to keep you single, right? Um, a lot of people come to me, you know, and, and think that it's kind of about um, being a numbers game. And it's not really about being a numbers game. Um, but it is uh, uh, because, you know, because you can walk into a, a store and, and land on you know, the woman of your dreams right there, right? Not even looking. And of course, we all hear those stories and we know that those are things that happen. Um, <clears throat> so it's not that it's a numbers game, but there is an element of, of, of real world activity, right? You need to leave your house in order to meet someone. You need to, um, 
you know, be able to, to show not just women, but the world who you are and where you shine and what's great about you in order to attract people who think you're great. So when people get to this part of the course, okay, and they want to um, they want to meet up with a woman, what tends to happen, you know, they've been going along with the coursework and they're looking at their own issues and everything's great. Um, but the work <clears throat> up until that point is pretty insular because again, the problem is with you, right? <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about um, doing a, just a whole episode that's just called, it's not her, it's you. <laughs> because again, people come in with these sort of ideas of, of why they're single. It's like, oh, it's the women. Sure. Sure. It's all three and a half billion women in the world, not you. I'm going to call bullshit on that one, right? Because women call, come in all shapes and sizes. So there's not just one out there that would work for you. And I mean, work on a really high lasting level. There's like, you know, probably hundreds, just, you know, statistically speaking. So, <clears throat> so if you, um, so if, if you're thinking, oh, I'm single because of women today, right? Or society, you know, I, I have little um, intro calls with people before I, um, before I meet with them. And one of them I just spoke with the other day and he said, um, he said, yeah, you know, it's, it's society today. That's why I'm single. And I said, okay, well, so by that logic, then everybody else will be single too, who, who shares a society. Is that accurate? Or I will have people say, um, uh, it's because I'm unattractive. That's why I'm single. And I go, okay. So then are only beautiful people in relationships, in happy, happy relationships? Is that true? No. Oh, it's because I'm short. Okay. So only tall people are in relation. I mean, you see the pattern here, right? Fact of the matter is, what is the common denominator of every attempt that you have ever made, either at a relationship or at dating? Um, that has failed. There's only one common denominator, right? You are. You are the common denominator, which means this experience is following you, which is why the work focuses on where you're self-sabotaging and not trying to fix her or all of them or wherever it is that you think the problem is. I've had somebody <laughs> say on one of my ads on Facebook that um, it was because of, of taxes, the rise in taxes, that that's why he was single. I mean, look, guys, you're welcome to put blame wherever you want. This is your life, and I genuinely, genuinely have no agenda for it, okay? However, it does not serve yourself to bullshit, to really bullshit yourself, you know? The excuses keep you in a place of being a victim, and, and, and victimhood is an important place, okay? It's a very distinct place. Victimhood doesn't move, doesn't change. It puts you in the situation wherein it is impossible for you to fix the problem. That's the definition, right? Because if you weren't a victim, then you would just fix it. But if the problem, in other words, if the problem were with you, you would be able to fix it. If the problem's with everyone else or taxes, then you can't. So you're literally choosing, I understand that's usually not conscious, but you're literally voluntarily putting yourself in a position that will keep you stuck. See how we're back to self-sabotage? 
So, so to, to, to place the responsibility outside of yourself is not in your own best interest. I can make that statement and it can be true and I've never met you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what particular problem you have. It may not be, even be with women. It doesn't matter. Again, you may be yourself sabotaging around money. You know, I've had a lot of years of doing that. Let me tell you how much life changes when you handle that shit. Same thing with relationships. You know, I've had guys who, uh, who come to me who are absolutely unable to get dates, like young, good looking guys, you know, um, totally unable to, uh, to attract women, unable to go out on dates with women at all. They just didn't like them. They just wouldn't respond. They would flake out or, you know, whatever. And, um, hey Curtis. And, uh, uh, and within, you know, six weeks of working with me, he literally sends me an email saying, I have more women interested in me than I know what to do with. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually turning people away. That was <laughs> six weeks after years of, you know, not being able to attract anyone. So these things could, and, and I didn't like give him a, a secret code to speak with women. It's not about the women. <laughs> The problem is not about the problem. Whatever your problem is, you know, your lack of financial success is not because there's a lack of money in the world. There is shit tons of money in the world. Shit tons. Go get you some, you know? But if you believe, and I mean believe, and, and, and beliefs are different than thoughts, yeah? A thought is like, oh, I'm hungry. I think I'll have a sandwich for lunch. A belief is if I, you know, first of all, it's, it's, it's rarely conscious right? So you won't, these words may not like sort of resonate in the sense of you recognize them, but underneath, but you, you see the symptoms, right? The symptom is I'm not getting what I want. The problem is the, the self-sabotage and the belief is the reason for the self-sabotage, okay? Or is what results in uh, you sabotaging yourself. So the belief is more on the level of, um, you know, being, you carry your beliefs in the cells of your body, Okay. So a thought would be, I'd like to have a sandwich for lunch. And a belief would be, um, if, I, um, if I get wealthy, then um, people will, you know, then I'll become evil. I'll become an asshole. That's a popular one with, uh, with healer types, people who want to heal in the world. Um, and that belief, that's not the same as a thought. Okay. They are, they're different materials. Um, they're on different levels. Um, I want to have a sandwich for lunch is something that can be easily changed. The mind can be easily changed. And they say a great line at that, in that in, in Frozen. I love it when popular, um, popular media hits on, on super, uh, you know, real life, uh, real life shit. But in the, I don't know if you've seen the, the Disney movie Frozen, um, but this sort of like troll king, who's like very wise. Um, you know, this girl gets sort of her, her, her head gets damaged. Um, uh, and he, and he fixes it. And then years later, she, her heart gets damaged. And he said, um, and she said, can you, you know, the sister said, can you fix her? And he goes, well, the mind, um, the mind is easily changed, but the heart, not so much. Um, and that's actually incredibly accurate. <laughs> um, so, so a, a thought is something, oh, I would love to have a sandwich. And somebody goes, there's no sandwiches available. And, and, um, <laughs> Yay, people are listening and commenting. Hi, you guys. Oh, it's good to see you. Yes, the sandwich, the sandwich uh, uh, comparison. <laughs> when in doubt, I always go to sandwiches. Um, so if you want a sandwich uh, and the sandwich is not available, you can be like, oh, fine, I'll have a salad, okay? 
easily changed. You might have like a flicker of disappointment around um, not being able to have your sandwich, but you know, you're going to have lunch and you probably will have forgotten about it three hours later. A belief is something that forms just about always very early in life. They can form later, but 90 plus percent um, are, are formed very young in life. Okay. And those are things that you, 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 you perceive are true about the world and then you grow around them. Okay. So um, if you have a, you know, you really want a sandwich and you don't get your sandwich a year from now, you're not going to remember that experience, right? Unless it was like one of the best sandwiches on the goddamn planet. Okay. But generally we let go of sandwiches pretty easily. Um, Cause that's sort of on the mental thought level. But if you have a, a belief early in childhood, um, because a, a, a parent told you that you weren't smart enough to, to go into the advanced class, um, or you got held back a grade and told you were stupid, or um, you know, you're told, um, or you have sort of reflected back to you that you, um, you aren't enough, or you just, your parents got divorced and had nothing to do with you, but you took that as, dad left because I'm not enough. That is something you will carry until the goddamn day that you die. Fact. Unless you do something about it, unless you uncover that belief. So if that happens when you're, say, five years old, then you grow around it. You go, oh, I'm stupid. Yeah. And like, maybe nobody looks at you and says they're stupid. Although the shit that goes on in schools these days, uh, I, I may not have like a, a totally unbiased opinion, but I also may have more insight into this than most other people because people come to me to heal issues that were formed in school. You know, it's an incredibly damaging place. And again, maybe I'm biased because I never went. I was homeschooled. Thank God. But, um, but, you know, and maybe that was a great experience for you, but it feels that a lot of people are just really unhappy um, about, uh, you know, or, or, you know, a lot of things, you know, happen. Kids are assholes to each other. Um, but anyway, different topic. So, so at a young age, you know, when this belief is formed, then you grow up assuming that you are less than that you are unintelligent, that you are not enough to, let, to, to make your dad stay, to fix your mom. Where is the responsibility that you took on yourself for shit that happened in childhood? And then you grow, you know, you know with a capital K that this is true, right? Because kids take in everything. That's what children do. That's why most of this forms in childhood. Okay. And then you grow up around it. Okay. You grow up as if it were true. Because for you, it is. You know, if you, you, know, you had one of these wounding experiences when you were five, you grow up with it. It is yours. It is part of your identity. Hi, my name is Domini and I'm, I'm not really that smart. You may not even verbalize it and may never even be conscious, but people will treat you as if it is true because you are literally 
cannot say literally strongly enough here, exuding it from your pores. I'm not good enough. This is why I work in the area that I work. I know we're not talking about dating. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you know what to say when you approach a woman. Because if you just, if there is a belief in you that says, I'm not good enough, she's not going to want me, you could come up, you could be goddamn the most interesting man in the world. Doesn't matter. She will not like you because you don't. She's believing you. She's believing people. This is not just women. People are believing what you're actually putting out, not what you think you're putting out. So can you see how it's most effective to affect this particular area to change? You know, doesn't matter whether you know what to say to women or not. Yeah, who cares? If you're confident and you think you're great and you have zero issues in this area, you can walk up to any woman. I'm sure you have seen people do this. And you're like, man, what's, what's up with that guy? You know, or women like assholes or whatever it is that you like to tell yourself to make it not about you be my guest. But if you're listening to this show, you're probably done with that. And you'd rather risk being wrong and feeling uncomfortable than staying single for the rest of your life. Doesn't matter to me. Truly, I don't mean that in a, in a, in a cruel way. I just, I have no agenda. It's not like being with a partner is better than being single unless you really want a partner, <laughs> right? So where is it that we we come to isolation. Okay. So these, these beliefs are everything. You guys, they affect every single aspect of your life, your body, your body changes. My body looks completely different now than it used to, because I've done this work intensively for 15 goddamn years and I'm totally changed. I used to be negative all the time. I had um, really bad mindset. I, I have all sorts of negative self-talk. Oh my God, I just spent my whole day telling myself how crap I was. Um, I hated my body. Um, uh, I didn't get you know, attention the places that I went. I was not able to attract the kind of person that I wanted. I settled for whatever I could get. Um, but really for me, it was just, it was just like the self-hatred. I just couldn't tolerate myself. You know, It was awful being me. It's awful being me. Very yucky. And so I went down deep and I looked at what it was. Why is it awful to be me? And that's scary as shit to do. Don't think I don't appreciate that. It'd be much easier for me to sit up here and be like, all right, here's the 10 tips to attracting the woman of your dreams. The fact of the matter is I can't tell you that without bullshitting you because the top 10 things that are keeping you from attracting a woman are inside, not just in your head, in your body. And that's where we go to find the solution. So in proper Dominique style, I have totally moved from my topic. Um, so if you guys do want to call in, feel free to do that now. The number is 828-333-4686. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, then please do not do that because who knows what time it is when you listen to podcasts. Um, but you are welcome to subscribe to the, to the podcast and to download as many episodes as you want. Um, so that you get, you know, notifications and, and things like that. Um, because the more you do this work, the more it, uh, uh it snowballs. And you start getting real results um, and noticing incredible change. And it's very satisfying. So um, 
So isolation. So let me bring it back to what it was that sort of inspired this um, this spontaneous podcast. So, <laughs> so in week four of the program, um, there is this exercise to meet with a woman. Now, I should have pulled it up for you so that I could I could read from it exactly. But um, the wording is very intentional in this exercise, and I'm I'm curious to see how my uh, uh, clients who are listening live <laughs> are gonna uh, are gonna respond to this because um, I, I don't I don't share why I I you know ask the questions the way I ask them, but I'm gonna reveal that now because it's significant here. All I say in the instructions for the exercise are meet with a woman, find a woman and, uh, you know, meet for whatever, a drink or coffee or a conversation or a walk or there's, there's no, no instructions on how to do it. Um, notice your reaction, both to this instruction to give you, um, you know, uh, 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 notice your reaction to, um, to be, to, to doing this exercise. Right. And then throughout the meeting with a woman, you know, meet up, just notice your reactions. What are you, you know, what, what thoughts are you hearing? Um, what are you noticing? Um, you know, things like that, right? Cause, cause self-awareness is the, is, is the, is the point of this. It doesn't, again, it doesn't matter, um, whether you want to attract a partner or you're, you attract women easily, but they're all the wrong ones, or it doesn't matter what the problem is. It matters that there is a problem. And then whatever that problem is, you notice, you know, what's happening around it, right? So, um, oh, I just can't attract a woman. Okay, well, you know, what are you doing to attract women? Oh, well, nothing. Oh, okay. So we answered that question. So, you know, if you say walk into a coffee shop, right? And you, um, you see a woman there who you find just wildly attractive, you know, what tends to happen for you? What do you tend to do? And, um, and then they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, that's it. I get nervous and I don't, uh, I don't approach. Oh, okay. So the problem is the nervousness right? What are you nervous about? Oh, I'm nervous she's going to reject me. Okay. So fear of rejection is keeping you single. Does that make sense? So noticing is the game. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) so, so people, when they get to the program, they're like going through it and they're finding beliefs and they're talking about the childhoods and they're like releasing and changing like in the moment in front of me. And this is extraordinary work. There's like very little like this in the world. And it is, I mean, I've done this shit for, for 15 years and I have studied a lot of things around this. And honest to God, I've never found anything better um, through like a lot of looking. So, um, so everybody, so they're, they're, they're doing great work and everything's fine. And then they get to this exercise and <laughs> they, 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 they flip out a little bit. They're like, oh, I just, I can't, can't do that. Nope. Keep in mind, these are exclusively my clients. So every single person has hired me, paid me not a small amount of money to solve a problem that's been going on for their entire lives for the most part, right? And because they want to attract the right women. They want to attract a woman, a life partner. And this is their reaction when they're faced with just having a conversation. Did you notice I didn't say it was a date? Did you notice I didn't say find a woman to go on a date with? Find a woman. I didn't say date. I didn't say find an attractive woman. I didn't even say find a woman your age. I just said (laughs) have a conversation with a woman. Honest to God, you could sit down with your mother and fulfill the exercise. Okay. But 
that's not the point. <laughs> this is why I worded the question the way I did, because it's about what does the, even the idea of this bring up for you, right? What, what happens in you at the very suggestion of conversing with a lady? <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's really, it's, it's absolutely powerful, right? Um, and, and so, you know, huge things. Oh, I, I don't know how to find one. Oh, I've got to go on a dating site now. Oh, I've got to, um, you know, what if, what if I get told no? Um, you know, what, what will she think? You know, if I ask someone at work, you know, the only women I'm around are at work and they're going to think this, or they're going to think that. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> this flurry of activity of fucking panic, you know, fear. Um, projection, um, anxiety, uh, images, which is um, a name for those, those underlying beliefs that you've carried since childhood. You know, oh, well, if I ask a woman out, then it's a date. Is it? <laughs> Could be your sister. I didn't even say that I had to be in person. I don't think. I may have specified that needs to be in person. If so, that was the only specification. So, so it's really, really interesting because again, these are men who are dedicated enough to wanting to attract a partner that they're, they not only hired me and paid a bunch of money um, and then get you a know, hundred times the value, but they do that and they get a hundred times the value through um, going really deeply into themselves. So it's not even just a, um, an intention commitment or a financial commitment. It's a like courage commitment to like dig into your shit and be really honest with yourself. You know, like we were talking about with the, with the self-responsibility earlier, you know, it's easier to just be a victim, to blame women. Of course it is. It's women. It's the me too movement. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Cause you can't hit on women now because they will uh, stop it. Just stop it. You're too old for this shit. It's time to grow up. You know, what do you want? You want a partner? Go get it. There are ways, you know, I've got one for you right here. Okay. And I understand that it's easier to do that, but you know, you know, if you're listening to this, where that leads, it leads you to exactly where you are right now. And let me just tell you what, I talk to a lot of single men who are lonely. Okay. That is, that is, that is my business. Okay. And, uh, they don't, uh, you know, they've, they've dealt with their issue for, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I have someone in my, uh, um, multiple actually people in my program right now who have dealt with their issue, whatever it is that's kept them single for over 50 years, half a goddamn century. So don't tell yourself or don't believe yourself when you do tell yourself that this is going to change on its own because that's just not how it works. These issues are subconscious. You can't change them. That's the definition of subconscious, right? So until you bring them into your awareness, this is why noticing is a practice. You see, see where we're going here? So until you're able to do that, you're going to get exactly what you're getting now, right? So where were we? Um, so, so these guys are, are incredibly dedicated, right? They know that they need to change and, and they dive the hell in. I mean, I, I am consistently, I mean, truly consistently awed and impressed with my clients. 
because I have been there and I know how fucking painful it can be to dive into your own shit, you know, and be really incredibly honest with your, with themselves, you know, to let go of that seductive victimhood, you know, and really own your shit instead and actually get change and they get the results. And that is absolutely it's incredibly gratifying and very impressive. I, I feel very honored to, uh, to work with them. So anyway, um, but they're all freaking out like 10 year olds over this one particular episode uh, or exercise. So, so what that kind of brings me to is this topic of isolation. And I, I may have spoken about other things <laughs> too, too much and, and used uh, up most of my time here, but if so, I'll just do a part two. Um, so, so I really want to kind of emphasize again, you know, these are guys who want this. They've proven that they want this on multiple levels. Um, and then when, and they're willing to deal with it on, you know, in other areas. And then when it's time to actually just, just barely put a toe into the area that they hired me to, to, to do, this is, this is what they want to do. And just a toe in elicits this bam, huge reaction of fear and panic and anxiety and, and projection and all this shit. So that's a really interesting juxtaposition, isn't it? You know, um, so what does that tell me? Okay. So from my perception, right. From my perspective, right. As the, as the kind of the, the healer, the facilitator is that actually makes perfect sense. Okay. Because if you weren't terrified to go out and meet women, not that like confidence is necessarily your issue. Your issue might be anything. But if you're not terrified to face what it is that you're facing, you would have fixed it by now and you wouldn't have hired me to help you, right? You'd be able to do it on your own, which means it wouldn't be the problem, which means it wouldn't be what we're talking about. But that's uh, the next level. So, <clears throat> so people tend, you know, and, and there's, I, I try not to make sort of, wide sort of sweeping statements about men versus women because people do that a lot in life and uh, it's often inaccurate and it doesn't really serve you. It's like, oh, women, you know, they're all, women all want this. Men are all this. It's like you're, you're lying on some level just through the, 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 the sheer inaccuracy of your words. You're again referring to three and a half billion people. And, you know, they don't all have everything in common. So what women want is an erroneous beginning to a statement. I will just, I will, I will, I will very rudely, I will stop it right there in the moment. I'll be like, tell me what you're actually trying to communicate. Don't tell me about women. Don't tell me what I want because you don't know. Sometimes I don't even know, but I certainly don't want everything the same, you know, the same thing all women want. Like that, that's not a thing. You know, those are all sort of ways that, again, we sort of get sucked back into the victimhood. It's like, oh, well. It's just that women are really shallow, you know, or women want men with money. Oh, okay. So no poor men are in happy relationships. Is that your perception of the world? Well, you know, but in general, stop, stop. This is not serving you. It's not making you better. It's not fixing the problem. Uh, So why do it? Right? Unnecessary. Drop it. Let it go. Okay, so um, 
so anyways, <laughs> going on some tangents here. Uh, so, so, but you know, that, that all being said, you know, there are, there are sort of rough um, overlapping um, or overarching trends, right? And one of the trends that I, that I noticed is, you know, women will tend to, you know, when we're struggling with something, we'll tend to talk it out. You know, we're more um, linguistic, right? We communicate, we're always chit-chatting and, and, and kind of doing our thing. And that's how we tend to process through problems. Guys will tend to isolate, right? Figure out the problem on their own. Maybe talk to one or two people, but like mostly it's like an inward process, whereas we sort of process that kind of thing outwardly, right? Um, again, you know, in general. Um, so... So one of the things that's true about the world is that if you are naturally good at something, then when you uh, feel threatened, okay, um, you know, psychologically, if something makes you uncomfortable, you will tend to um, overdo that thing, okay? So if you naturally have really strong boundaries, you're like, nope, that's not me, that is me, that is not me, you're very clear on that type of thing, then when you feel defensive, you will be like, no, right? You will have a, you will overdo boundaries, okay? Because boundaries are a natural skill. We defend with our strengths, right? So if I throw something at you, um, or if you throw something at me, I'm going to defend my right arm because I'm right-handed. You know, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to try a left. It's like, it's a reaction. It's like, oh God, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to defend myself, right? So I do that with my strengths. So if, if, you know, processing inwardly and, and in a sense, isolating is a, is a natural tendency, a natural gift, then, um, then uh, you will tend to overdo that. So I'm seeing this trend in men to isolate, right? Even when the issue is to um, to want to communicate and connect with a partner, right? So you can see how isolating kind of works works against you here. Um, but again, we do what we what we do naturally when we struggle. Okay. So, so, you know, so, so back to the, the example of, of my clients right now. So, um, you know, there's, there's this, you know, desire to connect with a woman, but there's so much around it, the fear, the anxiety, the the panic, um, frustration, the jadedness, you know, beliefs, whatever it is that you're carrying that, 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 that they're, they're isolating so that they don't have to face that. And unfortunately, the that that I just said is in between them and the partnership that they want. So the isolation um, is very understandable, right? We just explained why it's happening. Okay, that's, that's fine. Um, but it's going to keep you single, you know? So it might be, uh, you know, a guy's natural sort of tendency to... Um, to, to, to slip inward and to kind of, okay, I'm going to go in, inward and fix this issue. And when it's fixed, I'm going to come back out. Bitch, you don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. You know, the, it, there, it really requires this, um, this opening, this sharing um, at some point. You know, at some point you need to leave your house if you want to, and a girlfriend, you know, at some point you need to risk rejection. 
You need to risk whatever it is that you're afraid of. You need to risk your belief being true, right? Because otherwise you'll stay in your little cocoon and it's very safe in there. Can't argue with that. You are safer in your cocoon than you are out of it. Well, it certainly feels that way. But you're the only one in your cocoon. And if you were happy in your cocoon, nothing wrong with cocoons. Cocoons are great. If a cocoon is serving you, you would be happy there. If you're lonely, that's a sign that your cocoon is too small. You know? So, so this process of, of isolation is really easy to fall into. It's really easy to fall into. Um, and, you know, it's tempting to go inward to try and solve it. Um, oh, I, you know, a lot of guys be like, oh, yeah, I've tried to figure it out on my own. I've talked to my friends. What are your friends? That you're, your friends don't know why you're single. Unless you have ridiculously intuitive and observant friends, it's not something, you know, again, these, these are subconscious things that are happening. You're a smart guy. You know, if your problems could be fixed with, with logic and things that your friends are going to, are going to think of, you would have figured it out by now, you know, or something they would have said, well, would have, oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's, that's huge. But generally they're going to tell you things that they've heard from other people or things that have worked for them, which is utterly irrelevant to your system and your life experience. So it's not solvable that way. You know, the problem exists within. So, um, so with, um, isolation in, in particular, you know, look at what it is that's keeping you from, from going out and getting what it is that you want, right? What is the resistance that is so strong that you'd rather just not engage at all? What is so terrifying um, about going out into the world that you'd rather just not do it? You'd rather that you're that you that you that you choose the loneliness, right? Because you're choosing the loneliness if you're isolating. You're like, I'd rather just stay here than than experience what? What is it specifically? Oh, they're going to turn me down. They don't want me. Mm, I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to fall in love with somebody and then they're going to leave me. So there's the belief, right? What do you believe is true about yourself that is so strong that it will keep you um, alone, that you would rather be alone than risk that it's true. Does that make sense? So like, um, I do tend to lose my thought, my train of thought from time to time. Um, <clears throat> so something keeps you in, right? Look at the reaction of the guys uh, toward toward meeting a woman, right? What is it? So, so if I go outside, you know, if I, if I meet a woman, I don't mean literally go outside, but I mean, engage with people. Sure. Why not engage with people, you know, take risks, right? What is so uncomfortable or terrifying about that particular thing that you'd rather choose the loneliness? 
you know, and I'll, I'll have guys again, uh, you know, on, on their intro call with me, I do a free intro call with people and um, they tell me, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm lonely. And I go, okay, you know, are you, what are you doing to meet women? Um, nothing. Hmm. Okay. What is it that keeps you from, from trying to meet women? Um, well, they're going to, you know, it's, it's, I've had bad relationships in the past and I don't want to do it again. And I know that if I get into a relationship with a person, sorry guys, I just knocked my lamp over here. Give me just a second. <laughs> fixed thanks y'all sorry (laughs) i usually save all my uh mess up for more technical um issues but uh Apparently the lamp is good enough for now. Good enough to trip me up. All right. Um, so <clears throat> where was I? <laughs> before before I started knocking shit over. Um okay. <laughs> um so um let me recenter again. So what is it that is so frightening, right, about going out and, 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 and ex- connecting with people, right? Um, and it might be standing in your power. You know, there might be a belief that's, um, that I'm, I'm not good enough and she's never going to see that I'm good enough. And you're so certain that's true that you're not even willing to risk it, right? You'd rather just stay in. And so, um, and so identifying what that is will give you the tools to fix it. Okay. So this is, this is the way out of this. Okay. So you kind of realize that you tend to isolate. Okay, great. So sit with yourself at some point, you know, really, really sit, you know, create a little bit of space and, um, breathe a little bit and just, you know, let yourself center. Okay. Um, I like using the, um, uh, the, this particular exercise. Okay. So feel free to do it with me. This is actually something, uh, I kind of just made up, um, but it's been incredibly powerful. I literally use it with every single client, um, as soon as they, they join the program. So, um, I'll be happy, I'm happy to share that with you. So, um, so go ahead and let your eyes close. And bring your awareness to your breath, okay? So try to, try not to change it. Try not to influence it in any way. Just notice, notice how far down your body your breath is going. Just on its own. Just notice where it stops if you don't influence it in any way. And then sit with that for a breath or two and then let yourself notice whether or not it flows in evenly from the left side to the right side. 
Messenger audio. Could kill that thing. So notice, you know, if it just flows in more easily or more naturally from one side to the other. And then notice it from the front to the back. Does your breath flow in more easily from the front to the back of your body? Or does it flow in pretty evenly that way? And once you've really established where your breath flows naturally, let's say that it comes, you know, to your, uh, to, to right about your um, top of your rib cage, right? And it doesn't seem to go any, any deeper than that. Okay. So I want you to let yourself get curious about the line where your breath stops. What's there? And take the first thing that comes and believe it, go with it. This is sort of free association, you know? If you, if you had to guess, what is it that's stopping you? What is it that's stopping that breath right there? And let yourself explore it. Give it a, um, a texture, okay? How big is it? What shape is it? Is it 3D? Is it flat? Is it round? Is it square? Is it all over the place? You know, where does it go? Where does it stop? Okay. And then what quality is it? What, what is this thing? This is the single fastest way to the center of an issue I've ever found in, again, 15 and really more like 20 uh, years of exploring this work. <laughs> I've never, never found anything that works faster or more accurately. This is, is an absolute key. Okay. Find the block. That's what it is. Okay. If it weren't there, your breath would flow. So just naturally looking at where the breath doesn't flow um, and then letting yourself get curious about it and keep it light. Don't be like, I'm going to figure this out. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I wonder what this is. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder what that is. If it said something, what would it say? First thing off the top of your head. So... <laughs> So this is the process, right? If you notice yourself isolating, man, I bet it'd be good for me to like go out to a, to a meetup or call a friend or, um, you know, just walk around the park, you know, or, or um, maybe I'll go, you know, it's like maybe I ought to go to that um, event that I, was, that I was invited to, you know, but I don't really want to. Okay. Follow your breath down. Why don't you want to go? What might happen if you go? Not just what might happen. What are you, what is some part of you 100% sure is going to happen? Oh, nobody's going to like me. Oh, okay. So we're in projection. You're deciding ahead of time how other people feel about you. You can't even decide in the moment how other people feel about you. There's no way, to, there's no possible way to know that 100%. Not really. I mean, maybe on very, very deep levels. But even if someone's like, oh, I think you're great. You can't prove that they're, that they're serious. You can't prove that they're not lying. That is another human's experience. You, you have no access to that information. So don't worry about it. Maybe they like you, maybe they don't. Who cares? Go eat all of the finger foods. Double dip. <laughs> you know? There are people that I know who spend so much fucking time projecting what other people, um, how other people feel about them. 
And it's fucking exhausting. First of all, there's no way out of that, right? Like you can't, um, um, you can't, you can't prove it. Again, you have no access to that information. So you can't prove that they don't like you. You can't prove that they do. So don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about it. The truth of the matter is, and this is the honest to God truth, any room you walk into with enough people, some are going to like you, some aren't. The ratio is going to shift. For the most part, people like people, you know? For the most part, people aren't out there making the kind of judgments towards you that you're projecting that they are. They're just not. You know, for the most part, people are wrapped up in their own insecurities, no matter how confidently they come off in the world. They're wrapped up in their shit. They're thinking about their kids or their um, mortgage or their body or their face or how unhappy they are or how much money they want. In other words, for the most part, they're thinking all the exact same shit as you are. Most people aren't sitting there judging other people. And the people who are, do I even need to say those people are not worth your time or is that fucking obvious? What an asshole thing to do. Some insecure guy walks into a room looking nervous and you're sitting there being like, ugh, look at that. Look at that jerk. I don't even know what you would call an insecure. I can't even come up with an insult. And I can come up with insults a lot. I am a horrible person. So like, you know, the idea that like you would just judge someone who's clearly insecure and uncomfortable is like a shitty, shitty, shitty thing to do. <laughs> so, so I would, I mean, obviously, you know, easier said than done. I don't mean to, to dismiss the complexity of these issues, but in that particular, in other words, in other words, if you go into a room and you are proved right, I'm trying to give you the worst case scenario. Okay. Because you're isolating, you don't want to go out, you don't want to meet with a woman, you know, you don't totally understand, great. You've got a legitimate fear there, okay, that's manifesting this, this defense and you're, you're choosing to isolate rather than take that risk. All of this is making sense so far. Totally fine, I got it. And rejection is, is terrifying. So like, I'm not, you know, this is not dismissal. It is, however, a little bit of a wake-up call. Let's give you your worst case scenario, okay? I literally had a client say to me, um, he, he, he met some beautiful woman. He's a young, attractive guy. And he met some, some beautiful woman. And, you know, they, they sort of exchanged a few words. And I don't know, she was with her parents or something. And she sort of left. And I said, okay, you know, what is it? What was it that kept you from, um, he said, I, I wanted to ask her out or something. And I said, okay, you know, what is it that, that, that kept you from doing that? And he said, um, you know, we, we, we did the, the breath exercise and we went down. It turned out there was this fear in him that she was going to um, uh, laugh at him that he was going to like sort of open his heart and, and become vulnerable and that she was going to laugh and mock him. And, and that's a, that's a common fear, right? And of course that would be horrible, right? That, yeah, that's a terrible thing. It's not going to be as nearly as bad as you think it is. Okay. Whatever it is that you're afraid of, you've built up in your head so much more that like, if that were to actually happen, you'd be like, wow, that was, that was terrible. I don't feel great about that. But the fact of the matter is that the fear of rejection is not based on actual reality, which is why my work isn't based on dating advice. Okay. Um, 
if the only thing that were actually holding you back were, I just don't know what words to say when I approach a woman, that would not be something that I could, I I would be able to help you with because it's not actually your problem. If you're perfectly confident guy and you walk up to a beautiful woman and your mind goes blank, you're going to be like, well, I was going to come over here and give you an amazing pickup line because you're obviously the most beautiful woman in the room. Um, but I walked up and my mind went totally blank. So hi, I'm Domini. Okay. It's confidence. It's not the words. <laughs> you don't need the words. You need the confidence. So if you're lacking the words and I give you the words, it's not going to solve the problem. Does that make sense? So, uh, so with this, with this room, so, so we, so he, you know, he said, okay, you know, she's gonna, she's gonna, um, Oh, yeah. So these things, it's not about the logic, right? These things form in childhood. These are beliefs, not thoughts. The thought is, I'd be fine if I only knew what to say. The belief is, you're going to fuck this up because you fail at everything or whatever that belief is. And that is from when you were fucking three. You know, it's much deeper than if only I knew what the words were, I would be able to attract everyone magnetically. What? Since when do words attract people magnetically? People are magnetized to people walking down the street. It's magnetism, not words. Words are great. You know, they can do really powerful things, but it's not about attraction, really. So, so, so we, you know, we, we went down, you know, this, this, uh, this client of mine, he, um, he, he dove really deep into this real fear of, of being laughed at by this woman. And, um, and we, you know, we worked through that fear and, and what it was from his childhood that he was sort of projecting onto, onto her, you know, around his, his um, I think maybe around his mother. Um, and then, you know, he got, he got through that and he came sort of back to his, uh, you know, adult self. And, and I said, you know, and, and let's, let's just take this, let's just, let's just work on the surface level here. I don't work on the surface level much because for the most part, that's the symptoms and I don't like treating symptoms. It's inefficient. I like going straight to the core of things and really um, addressing them right, right there on the call, right? So it's the most effective and you get the results the fastest. Um, and, um, and so I was like, let's just, let's just talk about the surface level for a minute. Let's talk about your worst case scenario, okay? Let's say for a minute that that actually happened, okay? Worst case scenario, toss them right in, right? So you walk up to a woman who you find incredibly attractive and you open your heart and you go, I just have to, I have to be honest. You know, I just think you're incredibly beautiful and whatever, you know, you sort of say this sort of sweet thing. I don't mean like, Hey, sweet cheeks, you know, how's it hanging? I mean, like, like a, like a vulnerable, you know, um, heart open, um, attracted place. Right. And she looks at you and laughs derisively and leaves, that is a horrific human being. Horrific. I don't usually speak this way. Usually I'm sort of like, yeah, and things happen and something happened to her. But who the fuck cares? Also, I'm, I'm on the side of my client here at this point. But I was like, the only reaction on, on again, without the fear and the beliefs and the, and the, the childhood process, on an adult reasonable, logical level, if there is a woman who can react, you know, derisively, derisively toward an open-hearted and nervous male who is complimenting her in a respectful way, 
I would get down on my knees and thank the Lord that that didn't get any further, that you didn't develop a relationship with that horrific creature. Because to me, that is unfucking acceptable. Unfucking believably unacceptable. Okay? Same thing. It's like you guys, you know, there's a, there's a girl who's like little, you know, and she's shy and she's, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's like you going up and like smacking her on the ass. Okay. I mean, it, it's like, there's nothing whatsoever that can warrant such profound cruelty towards an open-hearted gesture. There just isn't, you know, that's fucking bullshit in my book. And if you are the type of woman who does that and you are listening to this, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on you. Because we hold incredible power as women. We have no idea of it. God knows the world would be different if every woman tomorrow morning woke up and realized how much power she holds. But you gentlemen know. I hear it every single day. You know, the insecurity, the fear, the intimidation. Bitches are scary creatures. I get it. I am one. I'm with it. I got you. I hear you. I really, really hear you. Couldn't pay me enough to be a single man <laughs> in any world, not just today's. Probably was okay back in the days where you could just club her over the head and drag her back to your cave. I feel like those were really the glory days of, of <laughs> being a single male. Then <laughs> you could, you know, spread your seed with as many of them as you wanted. Um, but yeah, so, so the focus of this work intentionally is... self-responsibility. You know, I opened this, this, this episode with, it's not fucking about her. It's not her. It's you. It's you. Okay. And that is true. It's absolutely true. I didn't say it's not women, it's men. I said, it's you in particular, (laughs) because you're the one having the problem. And this is following your uh, pattern. There's some sort of pattern that this is, you know, with this for you. I could say the exact same thing to women. If the women are like, you know, I I don't know, I just can't find the right boyfriend. Great. The problem is you. It's not men. It's not women. It's you. You are the one who is attracting whatever it is that you're attracting in life. The art of finding out what it is that you're attracting, that's what this is. Okay. Is, is, Is looking at what am I attracting? Not like, oh, it just never seems to work out. No, fuck that. What are you attracting? What happens every single time that you try to attract or get into a relationship? Maybe you're, you attract easily, but you get into relationships and they fail after six months or they fail after five years. What is your pattern? What are you attracting? Not what do you want. What are you attracting? find that out, now we're fucking getting somewhere. Okay? Don't blame the women. And, and don't, you know, so, so with the rejection, you know, with, with that kind of cruel rejection um, type of example. Okay. So, so, so what if that happens, right? Because that's the fear, right? The reason to isolate is, is to sort of to, to, to protect yourself, right, from a perceived threat, from a projected threat, because a perceived threat would be, oh, she's walking over here and she looks angry. Um, I'm about to get yelled at. That's like a perceived threat because it hasn't really happened yet. Maybe she's looking at someone behind you. You don't know that. You know, you're projecting how they're going to react. 
which in turn makes them react that way. <laughs> this is why this is inner work and not outer work, okay? Well, how you decide people are going to react is how they react. It's not rocket science. It's a direct correlation. The trick is, though, the reason it doesn't look like a direct correlation is because the thing that's, that's projecting is often subconscious, which, again, brings us back to why we practice bringing what's from the subconscious into the conscious, okay? That's why we do the breathing exercise, okay? What is it that, um, uh, that blocks your breath? You know, that points out a block in your system. Oh, that's interesting, a block. Hmm. Okay, I wonder what that's about. If it could talk, what would it say? Hmm, that's interesting. Don't, don't worry about if it makes sense or not. If it makes sense, quote unquote, we're talking about the adult mind. And this block is, is from a long time ago, just about always. Okay, it's a, it's a belief, it's a perception. So in those moments that, that, that rejection, if you, if you approach a, a cruel woman um, and your worst case scenario happens, okay, um, go back, own the peace that is yours. Own the piece that's yours. How does this fit into your pattern? That's the piece that's yours. Okay? She's a heinous bitch. Don't take that on. <laughs> you know? If, if women are, like, aggressive towards you in, 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 like, in an ongoing way, then that's your pattern. Great. Another woman was aggressive with me. Another woman was cruel to me. So now the pattern is women being cruel. Does that make sense? So when you, when you identify what that pattern is, that is your piece. The things that keep repeating in your life are the pieces that you need to take a, uh, responsibility for, okay? Some, you know, horrific woman uh, decides she's God's fucking gift and, and turns down someone who is, who is kind and vulnerable to her that's just a terrible human being. I mean, just again, be glad that you didn't start dating that woman because truly that is, it's like drowning a puppy. I mean, that's, you know, so, so that says more about her, right? The pattern part says more about you. Is that all making sense? You guys can tell me in the comments if this is uh, uh, not quite coming through right. But I think this is, you know, th this is really the, um, the pattern, right? This is really the piece, um, you know, what is me and what is them? You know, that could be a, a, a whole nother episode. I might do that one as well. So, um, so we'll go ahead and wrap up here in just a minute. Um, but, it, you know, in essence, I really want to, um, to emphasize, you know, not only, you know, what your piece is, finding, finding the patterns, not just in your dating life, if you want, this works for everywhere, okay? Use the breathing exercise. Um, let it, let it not make sense. It's okay. Risk. Risk doing something different. Okay. Um, if, if isolation is where you tend to flow, then, um, then look at what it is. What is the resistance to going out? What are you so sure is going to happen? And then see it as a belief. It's not reality, which is not to say that you may not go out and it may not happen, but you will survive that. Okay. Going, disappointment is not, is not a strong enough feeling to make you isolate for years on end. It's just not. Disappointment, well, that sucks. But it's not enough to be like, wow, I really want to start a family, but I haven't for 20 fucking years because I'm afraid of disappointment. That's not based in disappointment. 
right? Something that powerful that keeps you from something you want that much for so long, right? That doesn't make sense. So there's something else going on, okay? Beliefs are survival-based. It might be around disappointment, but you think something's going to happen. Like if I, you know, get disappointed, you know, essentially it comes down to, to, to life and death or it does to that piece, to that childhood piece where that belief was formed. Does that make sense? So again, don't worry about whether it's, um, you know, it's, uh, um, don't worry about whether or not it, it makes sense to your adult mind. This belief is, does not exist in the adult mind. Okay. You know that you're a great catch. Again, if you could figure this out with your brain, you would have done so by now. So there's something else going on. Okay. And if isolation is where um, this is t- tending to come up, great. When I think about leaving the house and going to that party I was invited to, and I don't want to, what happens in my body? Pay attention to it. Trust what you get. Go with it. It'll make sense by the end. So that's it for me today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me. Thank you for the great comments and the great responses. Um, If you want to learn more about what I do, you can find me at dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Okay. It's dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Um, uh, There's a, you know, that'll lead you to a a video of me talking about who I am and and what I do. And um, if you feel interested, you know, and you're, you're really ready to create some change in this area of your life, then it gives you the chance to, um, to, uh, to schedule a session with us, you know, with either me or my, my really impressive, uh, highly trained team. Um, and we can see if we can help and, um, you can start seeing some of the results that, uh, you may have seen on my Facebook page or, um, uh, or on my website. So uh, thank you so much for joining me again. Again, don't forget to subscribe uh, to the podcast. I will put a link to it in the uh, Facebook Live here video. Um, But again, we're anywhere. Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, iTunes, uh, anywhere that you watch podcasts, we are there. Thank you so much for joining me, you guys. I hope you find this helpful and um, uh, I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.